Good morning. Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Great to have your company. Where would you like to start after an amazing Golden Slipper Day at Rosehill Gardens yesterday? Today, I'm sure many of us will just not forget in a hurry and over the course of the next hour, we'll break it down, look at all the replays and all the stories out of the day. Time to welcome in the regular guests for the show. I'm just the ring-in for this week. And I'll tell you what, Ron and Corey, good morning to you guys. Not a bad day to come off the bench. Happy to be here, Ron. Good yeah. morning. Welcome to first grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were so many uh, wow moments yeah. there yesterday. It's hard to identify them, really. It, it was an amazing day's racing. What was the run of the day? I don't know. What was, was the ride of the day? What was the ride of the day? I don't know. But uh, there was more than one party boy on show there yesterday, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Some great stories to come out of me. Uh, Corey, you get so close to these horses and the high-class horses at their top on the big day. It, it's exciting, you know, that, that's what I miss, you know, like when you see those horses parading around the ring and I wished I was getting up on their backs, but um, again, just so many good stories out of the yesterday's meeting and let's cover them all. Let's get down to business. Uh, if you've missed it, let's go to full replay here of yesterday's Longines Golden Slipper. And the two-year-olds are off. They're off and racing. Rise of the masses drawn barrier 16. Jump well. So did Quinn of the Ball on the inside. And Sweet Riders right there. Lady Laguna pushing through. Followed then by Dormier. Pretty handy. Deep out seven veils. Then Coolangatta has got into a prominent role. Russian Conquest jump well but caught wide. Then She's Extreme from Sevenak. They're followed further back then by Fireburn. Who's taking an inside run from Sajardin. Well back. Revolutionary Miss Ohio. And 
rise of the masses are being caught deep and a shuffle back as Best of Bordeaux pushes on. Best of Bordeaux at the 600 just leads from Lady Laguna. Dormier's right there in third, then Sweet Ride, Seven Vales in the white cap. Cool and Gutter in the middle of the ruck, Sevignac deeper out, followed then by Russian Conquest, Fireburn and She's Extreme. Best of Bordeaux swings in front by length on Dormier. Then came Sweet Ride from Lady Laguna. Cool and Gutter being called upon, running on. Best of Bordeaux just in front of Dormier, but Cool and Gutter's giving chase. Best of Bordeaux bravely in the lead from Cool and Gutter. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence and Fireburn charges home and gives Gary Portelli second golden sliver. Fireburn beat Best of Bordeaux and Cool and Gutter third, followed by Dormier. Further back to Ohio, she's extreme queen of the ball. Well, gents, there are simply no boring golden slippers, and yesterday was no, no different. Well, where do you want to start? You know, it was from, from the start to finish, yeah. there was horses, you know, well, she got shuffled out, there was a chain reaction on the inside, and um, there was just so much action, action in that race. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a golden slipper without action. It's all, there's always something happening, but uh, Firebird, you know, it, it was a, an amazing effort to be knocked over in such a high-pressure race at that stage of the race, probably around about the 700-metre mark, to pick herself up and to, to work to the line like she did, it was a, a, a huge effort. Gary Portelli, you know, he, he hasn't got a big string and he doesn't have multiple, you know, 20 or 30 yearlings come in, or 40 yearlings come into his stable each year, but to think he's got two runners, one by Rebel Day and a horse he trained, uh, it's a, it's, it, and it's a big pat on the back for his selection process for these yearlings and this filly just loves to chase the line down and while we're talking of trainers you've got to give Casey Fogden a rap as well yep. uh, the way she's handled this horse best of Bordeaux. Another massive effort Ronnie like we're all you know had our doubts that would yeah. see the 1200 out but um young Sammy Clippin and let the horse glide to the lead um didn't have an easy lead but just the way the horse stuck on it's a, a great training performance. Cool and Gatto, well, you'll see her at the start here. She was just a little slow in stride, but it may have been a blessing because she just got into a beautiful position there and travelled like the winner the whole way. And uh, he had to push out there, McDonald. And I'm not so sure out there wide at Rose Hill. It's, it's, it's obvious it's an advantage up the inside the last couple of weeks. And look at this filly sprout wings uh, right through the middle here. And that's a dominant, dominant performance. So, I want to be forgiving for Cool and Gatter because of that wet, she didn't let down on the wet track, although she was given every opportunity. Dormier was pretty good. And, you know, you could, you know, make bits and pieces of excuses for others. Ojai was pretty good. Oh, I thought it was a massive run. Um, he only got clear, uh, Regan Bayless only got clear running probably the last 100, 150, um, just the way that he cruised to the line. Um, definitely bigger wins in store for that horse. Uh, the, the race itself, yeah, yes, it was hectic. Yes, it was it was frantic, but it was, I don't know, safely enough run that they, they all, all the babies and riders got through reasonably well. Yeah, there's always drama and and, and excuses and yep. whinging after. That's where the big shuffle up happened there, yeah. and uh, you thought a few were going to get completely out of plan. Shajardin was another one that had no luck. He, he's found trouble everywhere he went. Oh, even even in the straight running, like he had to, Jason had to drag him off his off his line, and he sort of lost balance, and he only got sort of got clear running or decent running from the hundred onwards, and he worked through to the line really really well. So luckless for him, but um. 
That's racing. And then we have to talk about Evdala. He's been back a month and two big group ones. It's amazing. The, you know, the racing is uh, some of the stories it throws up. Yeah. Again, you thought, oh, he'll, he'll struggle for three or four months well, to just get his eye back in or get the the, the support that he's, he's going to get. For sure. With the six months off, you know, like it's not it's not easy. You know, having even like a month off, um, but six months off and not knowing when or if you're going to get back to the races. And it's a long, hard you know, road to get back, but to, to hit the, the big races like he has, it's, it's a feather in his cap. He's riding well. Okay, let's hear from uh, the winning trainer and jockey and the beaten jocks out of the Golden Slipper. Bit of an interference going past the 600 where um, there's a bit of scrimmaging. They were right beside each other. The Colt actually came in on her and smashed her and she went straight out the back. And then so I started watching him and then he got smashed at the top of the straight. And I, thought, I'm not, I said to, to James, not this year, mate, we're out of play. And then you can see her building going through her revs and, oh, mate, what a finish. Unbelievable. She won by two and a half lengths, easing down. Rebel Dane. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who'd have thought he'd throw a golden slipper winner? You know? Um, congratulations to Louis Mahika and the team. I'm forever thankful for them giving Rebel Dane to start with and then a daughter of his and just continue the great story. This filly's been so special to you from the get-go because of that connection with Rebel Day. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, um, she's been the biggest improver in the stable I've ever seen. I said this week, she's just peaked so well. Um, this morning I had to go and work her. I was going to give her an easy day, but she was just too fresh. I had to go and give her a bit of work, and she's turned up here and smashed them. So she's made herself now. She's the best two-year-old in Australia right now. No, she'll, no doubt she'll be the best three-year-old next year. Mate, and the composure of Abdullah to hold his composure and pick himself up after the stuffing was knocked out of this girl at the 700 was quite extraordinary. Look, he's going on a new level. Sometimes, you know, had an injury and he's had a, a situation where he's probably looked at his career and his, potentially his life taken away, lifestyle taken away from him, and they come back and realise what they've, they could have lost. You know, this is the greatest sport. You know, there's the highs and lows. You've got to put up with the lows and hope the, lows, the highs come back. And, and here he's come back from, a, from, a, from a, a serious injury. He's won two group ones in a month, so... Just goes to show you, you know, don't give up. A good feeling winning a slipper, Gaz. Yeah, I, I can't put much above it, that's for sure. But um, fantastic for Louis Mahika and the team. He's been at this game a long time and it's the biggest win of his career as well. So congratulations to Louis and the team. Brilliant job. And also I'd like to take, take special thanks to my staff at home. They worked tirelessly through COVID. They've worked through everything to get to the, this floods, everything. Um, look, there's too many people to mention. But without them, we wouldn't be standing here. So thanks very much to our staff. When you're off the setback and trying to get the weight on the control, she had 54 and a half today. It's been a bit of a stretch, but um, just getting. Look, Gary gave me plenty of faith and plenty of support all my career, and he's her, him and his connections have put me on her, and she gave me a great field Tuesday. But um, yeah, to come out with a slipper again, oh, I thought it was going to be hard to get one, and I've got two in three years, so four years. So. Take us through the race, mate. Uh, look, very happy um, early. Um, she jumped okay, but they went along for a. Long and I just couldn't hold the spot. I was trying to keep Brett out, but I was just going to be burning, so I was happy to let him come back, let him sort of hopefully crash and tackle a few of them for me. But um, once we got out of the shoot, there was a real shuffle up, and the speed felt like it came out of the race. And I nearly all but sold out and lost plenty of momentum, ended up back second last. And from the 500 onwards, I just thought, look, I can't win the race, I'm just trying to get a comfortable and earn a bit of prize money. And once I straightened up, got her balanced, and started to pick them off one by one, I got the 200 thinking. Thing's gonna still, this thing's still going to win. So, um, yeah, I knew I was home at the furlong. I just had to get out and um, we should come around Best of Bordeaux's heels. It's race over. Sam Clifford and Best of Bordeaux. Hi. I'm very frustrated yet very proud. He's just done a, a wonderful job this preparation and um, 
he's going to run 1400 for a mile this horse and he's going to be a, provided he can just grow into himself he's uh, going to be a lovely three-year-old so I'm, I must say congratulations to Casey Fogden she's done a uh, a brilliant job with this horse. Thanks, McDonald, cool and getter. Uh, really sad. It was, um, she tried her heart out. She's just never really got into a beautiful spot, travelled kindly, let down, but just couldn't find that extra kick on that ground. And I reckon good ground she would have found it like she did in the Magic Millions. But she's a terrific filly and I'm very proud of her. Regan, oh, I Terrific run from her. We just we found ourselves on the fence, followed the winner, um, had a terrific run and cut, cut the corner. For her to run fifth in the race, I think it's an amazing effort. You Bowman, Jack and uh, We had a lovely run in transit. He didn't appreciate that heavy track. And I thought the blinkers had a bit of an adverse effect as well, but I, I think all in all, I, he held himself very well. Brett Preble. Hey. Uh, Brett Super, sorry. Brett Super, yeah, she just got... A a little bit flat-footed today, probably on the back up, not a sharp, but uh, she's a real good filly. Rachel King, queen of the ball. Uh, really brave run on a two-wetter track. Jason Collett, Sajardin. Uh, just got smashed. Uh, yeah, everywhere we went, unfortunately. Um, yeah, never got a fair crack at them. Tommy Berry, Russian Conquest. Yeah, just the ground wasn't in our favour. Karen McAvoy. She ran a good race. Um, from the gate, we were sort of posted wide and come back to get some cover. Then I decided to cut the corner. Didn't have a lot of room from sort of the 400 to the furlong. Um, but she ran a great race without having any go away. Josh Parr, seven bales. Yeah, just had to do that little bit of work to find the, the spot that I got from the gate. And it softened us late. So still immature, but she, she's going to make a lovely filly. Linda Meach, Lady Laguna. Um, look, it was a forgive round. Um, probably just did too much work. Nashra Wheeler, sweet ride. Uh, look, my horse ran really well. Um, yeah, good speed and just a hot race, and um, it, it was all bit smashed in the last hundred. Willie Pike, seven up. Uh, found too much trouble early. Tim Clark, rise of the masses. I uh, had a pretty torrid run from that draw. Couldn't go with the speed early, and um, but he's done a good job to get this far. Thoughts of uh, the winners and the losers after the Golden Slipper during the week, guys. We had a, a, a Golden Slipper brunch at Rosehill Gardens. We spoke to I interviewed Gary Portelli, and there was certainly. A real calmness, not confidence, but he spoke. Well, I've, I've been here before, and without being, he said, without being the mock, I just feel in a good place with these horses, and that just shone through yesterday. Well, he's, he, he he trained his horses beautifully. There's no way they all had the perfect, perfect preparation going into it. He had Sajard and you know qualified early for that race. The other filly just snuck up on everyone, kept doing the job, doing the job. And Gary was in the last week was trying to tell everyone, you know, to be careful, this filly, or they worked together the other morning and she's right up with the colt. And yeah. uh, he was proven 100% correct and uh, good on him. He's, he's, he's done a marvellous job with these two. He, and he knows where they're at. Um, I got told on Saturday morning, he took her out for a trot and um, she was bouncing around the trotting ring. So he said, she's a little bit too fresh. So take it for a bowl around the sand, you know, like just a, a steady lap. So he, he really knows where the horses are at. And just on another note, at the races yesterday, uh, a gentleman walked up to me. I was, I was in the middle of a coverage, so I couldn't talk to him for long. And he put this book in my pocket and he said, I could have this. I think it was his father's. It was a, it's the 1969 Golden Slipper race book, the year that Vane won. And I, I got home and I thought, wow. And I thought, I, I should have thought about the moment a little bit more. I was in a bit of a rush to get back on air and to thank him because I'll treasure that item for the rest of my life. Good That's on him. I, I don't even know his name. And, and uh, for someone to just walk up and say, have this race book on Golden Slipper Day and one of the most famous slippers we've ever had. And the book's in 
great condition. <laughs> Pristine condition, 20 cents it cost. Uh, uh, the book and the slip was worth 40 grand. <laughs> but that, Did you go that, were you there for veins? No, I wasn't. I was only seven or eight year old. Uh, okay. <laughs> Give your age up now. <laughs> <laughs> but for their heirlooms, aren't they? Right? Yeah, yeah, but look, that's, that's gold. That's gold and I really appreciate it. An amazing performance uh, by Best of Bordeaux. He ran his heart out. Let's hear from his trainer, Casey Fogden. Yeah, it's been a huge achievement for the team and the staff and, you know, all of our supporters to get here. It's, um, it's frustrating getting beat by Philly, you know, with, with less weight. Um, I'm, I'm glad it was Gary who beat us. <laughs> now, people, there was a lot of doubters out there that he wouldn't get 1,200. I spoke to Sammy and he thinks he'll get 14 to a mile. Yeah, I think, um, you know, like, as he does get over further distances and you know, he can actually afford to go a little bit slower and there's no reason, I, I, I can't see why he won't. He's actually bred that way as well and, you know, you, you can see it in his track work. He settles nicely. Okay, great job by Casey uh, with that Colton. We'll see if he goes to the size. Maybe that, that could well be it for him, but that's... Uh there's your tab market. Yeah, I think he goes for a spill. But it's funny because I think he's the horse that they, Jerry, they change. I think Aquas and Jerry had a deal. Every second start, they wear each other's colours. So that, <laughs> it's timed pretty well for Aquas to get him in yeah. the slipper. But uh, Jerry will be first up next prep, and that's how it goes. That's how I, I, the story I heard, anyway. Okay, uh, an amazing Longines golden slipper. And let's move on to another of the group ones from yesterday, uh, and it was the, the, the Ram at Stakes. And, I don't know, many may have thought of formality here for very elegant, but Montefilia David Payne had other plans. Yeah, look, in first glance you think, oh well, um, disappointing. Um, she had a chance, very elegant. Uh, second glance, I'm, and looking at some of the times and whatever, um, it, was, it might have just been a an outstanding performance from a very, very good mare. Well, if you, if you look at the rest of them, ain't the truth, you know, like, they've streaked them. Yeah. Oh, it was an amazing ride by Jason Collard. It mightn't look like it, but for the first two furlongs of that race, he knew where he had J-Mac, like a half a length, three quarters of length outside him, and Jason just kept easing back, easing back, making J-Mac go back to following, because otherwise J-Mac was going to be three wide in a, a very small field. So he, he made J-Mac go back behind him, and once he got back there, Jason just raided the race perfectly. You know, like, he, he knew he had... J-Mac in the right spot. He was a length and a half further back than where he wanted to be, J-Mac. And I'm not saying that made the difference, but it was a very, very, very smart ride. Yeah, she, she was there at the right time. I would have, in retrospect, I don't, like I said, the same old story. I don't want them coming too wide mm. where she had to come and make a run. Um, and then maybe, I'm just thinking, maybe she's 2,400 now. Yeah. She's got a bit, she needs that 2,400. Yep. And this mare is not getting enough credit because she's always shown that ability. She's won multiple Group Ones, yep. and I think this may well be her preparation. Like I think David Payne thinks he can win a Melbourne Cup with her. Yeah. Um, so, and when you look at the next race where Adamo wins by seven lengths, she's run a second and a half quicker. Mm. A second and a half. That's yep. ten lengths. Yeah. We, we spoke to David Payne on the radio yesterday morning, and 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 David wasn't saying. Well, no, the main aim's the following week or she'll be ready for the Queen Elizabeth. He said, we are ready to go today, don't worry about that. Mm. And David she was. Is what, yeah, says what he says, yeah, but he was, sure he's a straight he was adamant. Mm. Maybe she's best, you know, with them little space runs and stepping up in distance quickly. So yeah. I was um, thinking she had a chance in the Chipping Norton, um, but she'd really come on from that. OK, let's hear from Montefilia's winning trainer, David Payne. She's, uh, if you look at her now, she's a different filly. She's a big, well, she's a mare now. Uh, much stronger, 
and uh, I don't know, you know, where we go. I think we'll, we'll go for the Queen Elizabeth now. And, you know, this is only her second run back, so I think she'll improve a bit as well. Oh, look, when I must be honest, I didn't think much of her at first. We ran her at uh, Newcastle and she won, and then we ran her yeah, in the TL Bailey, she ran fourth. But when I realised she was good was when she beat the old horses here, 1600, as a two-year-old. On to the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, why not? It was just a matter of... Last start, I rode her too handy, and it didn't flow. It was stop-start, held up, and then she got going late. She needed a bit of room, just wanted to make sure I was, I was in that spot, whether it be in front of James or behind. Um, ideally in front, because... It's very, very difficult to out-sprint, very elegant there in the straight, but look, when that tempo sort of came off mid-race and I just had a, a lovely rhythm and, and I got into the straight on the bridle with still Jane's behind me and really, I know when she lets out, she can let down like that, so. When did you start gathering confidence? Oh, <laughs> I think I got to the furlong and I thought, oh, do, do I look at the screen yet? I'll, I'll wait to the 100. And, and I got there and I uh, looked up and yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. Um, like she gave me a huge thrill a uh, year and a half ago when I won on her and um, you know, didn't go to plan last last year, around this time during the, the Oaks and Derby campaign, so it's, it's great to repay. Jayce McDonald, very elegant. Yeah, she's gone good. She's just laboured a bit in the ground and I thought she was going to... She got within three quarters or on its flank and she, the other one just took off here. So it was, um, it was a good win by the winner. Hugh Bowman, Sikandrabad. Uh, he acquitted himself very well, I thought. Tim Clark on Taunt. Yeah, he's just racing well below his best. It's been a good month for mullets, that's for sure. And certainly, <laughs> your Tankwich Stakes Market. Yeah, well, that's got a, a duo's uh, perfectly placed there, and who knows what the rest are doing. Um, whether Montefilia goes there, does Animo go there? Um, that's got a bit of shaping up to do the tanker, but uh, always an interesting race. Yeah, it's, uh, Anthony, um, Ed doing an amazing job with Jewess at the moment. This is Thoroughbred Weekly. Great to have you with us. We'll take a break on the other side. More Group 1s to dissect from Rosehill Gardens yesterday. Welcome back. Let's go on with our uh, review of Group 1 racing from Rosehill Gardens yesterday and uh, many big wins, big performances. Margin-wise, this was the one, the big boy Animo. He, um, he made us sit up and take notice yesterday. Yeah, he's been building, building, building. He's been very fresh and culty, but that's uh, yesterday probably trained up and very fit. He was just a different horse. Yeah, I just love the way he paraded. Yeah. Like he, he walked around the enclosure like a, a real old time yesterday, where his first two runs he's been kicking the rail every chance he got and got very, or quite hot, not really hot, but he, definitely sweating up but yesterday he just paraded like an old timer and, and James had to ride him against the pattern that he wanted to. Um, he obviously he thought Converge was going to be the leader. Um, Profondo got in between them and caused a little bit of havoc down the back and James had to push on, take up the lead there at one point but um, just the way that he put him to the sword, Ronnie, it was just it was dynamic. Oh, nearly seven lengths, what can you, what can you do? Um, he he uh, that that was a better ride than really very early and that was a smart ride you know yeah. we we you know they ride these horses quiet they teach them to race early on i understand that with the Cummingses mm. and the wallers and that yeah. but you still got to once you make your horse mm. you, you still going to have can have an option to go forward yeah. it doesn't mean they can't race well you've got to put them in the race you got and that's exactly what he did yeah. yesterday when he gets to his right distance yeah. and that's why he's probably run placings in big, big group ones you know he's been placed in cox plates and slippers and whatever <laughs> uh, because 
they've been teaching him how to race. Now he knows how to race. You can put him into yep. a position. You'll win a lot more Group 1s with racing style yep. than, than looking for bad luck back in the field. And I think they've... Well, James worked it out. Yeah. And uh, he wouldn't be scared to... You know, if he goes to the Queen Elizabeth, he wouldn't be scared to... If he draws Barry 2 or 3, he'll just 1-1. One, one. Yep, uh, without a doubt. And uh, he's a top colt. He's a top colt, and he's going to make the uh, this rest of this carnival very, very interesting. Whether he has another run going into the Queen Elizabeth, we'll leave that to the Godolphin team, but he's that, exciting, isn't he? He's a bit profondo. Uh, I, well, yeah, he, he's too fresh. He, yeah. he, he did that last preparation as well, and then he was okay after two runs. And mm. But he's... Yeah. Um, I thought he went all right considering what he did in the run. He, he was out in his feet there late yeah. into the fence there late and, and was entitled to give it away. So, look, let's judge him on a dry next track. Time. On a dry track next time and maybe converge... Maybe comes back to the mile of the Doncaster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd suit him better. Looking at that, uh, the, the tab have sort of been openly saying we were we've been happy to take on Animo all the way through. Yesterday, until yesterday, we had a man on the radio. He says, "No, not not today." Yeah, no, he knows. We're not going to be against yeah. him today. Yeah, it was his. You know, it's his grand finals start. The grand finals have started. It's almost it's almost like you're sort of willing him to win another mile group one, but that that is that two thousand meters is perfect. Is, yeah. Um, is him, isn't it? So, no, he was, uh, he was very, very good. That's for sure. Um, uh, Animo yesterday. Uh, James Cummings and, and James McDonald, the, uh, uh, the combination uh, with, the, with this horse, Animo. Um, yeah, so Profondo being sort of forgiving, where, where, does, where, where might he go? Well, we'll leave that to Richard. I think the, it'll be the, the weather watch from here on in for the rest of the carnival. Well, they, they, they wouldn't want to, you know, build him up on another heavy track, put it that way. Yeah. Let's hear from uh, the Winning Connections uh, uh, rider and trainer after Animo's big win. He's one of the classiest horses racing here today, I think, and uh, and we, you know, we prepared him deliberately to have him absolutely spot on for the the big two, the big two or three races he had at the end of his preparation, and uh, I think it's it's been wonderful for everyone to see just what 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 I what I what I've been able to see the potential on the horse for so long. And, uh, and, he's, and he's put it on display in a, in a, in a really good race, um, a classic. Those good horses were off the bit around him, and it was, uh, it was just a man racing boys today. He towed them up, and uh, like that, that's, the, that's the sign of a quality horse, I think. There's no doubt about that. If, if that's not the performance of a champion three-year-old this season, I don't know what is. Um, the, the, the horse was here 12 months ago, sailing home for second in the Golden Slipper after drawing barrier 15 out of 15 you know like he's he's a he's a he's a just a pure racehorse um, an absolute athlete and he's an absolute pleasure to do anything with i suppose for us you know one worry might be that it was a little too easy three weeks out from the queen elizabeth so we'll have to have a good discussion about whether or not we feel like he might need one more between now and then to be bang on but i mean that's um that's a that's a pretty exciting performance there and uh, and and you know we're very, very lucky for his time to shake my that we've got a horse of his calibre that will one day be good enough to join the roster and, uh, and, and the, he's, uh, he's certainly going to be going to stud soon with lots of appeal all over him. Yeah, well, obviously the plan was to get back a bit and uh, let the, just the race unfold, but he began really alertly and sprung in the stride. I just didn't want to disappoint him, so I let him go. And once he got to the front... <laughs> You could see James would have been pulling his hair out. It would be the last spot he wanted him to be, but he was relaxed. Profondo went round because of the slow tempo, and that gave him a nice card up. And 
he did the rest. He's a pretty smart horse. Tim Clark converge. Uh, look, he was brave. He probably wasn't quite as effective on that heavier ground today, but he, he ran well. Winner was too good for us. Jay Ford, Mediaro. Yeah, look, obviously a big rise in class for him today, but I thought he acquitted himself well. Jason Collett, Simba. Uh, no good in the ground. <laughs> the Godolphin ethos and uh, business plan is if they're good enough, showcase them to the world. Who knows? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, he'd be a, a great representative for Australia if he goes over. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, hear from Adrian Bott, trainer, co-trainer with Gay of Converge. Uh, look, I was still still pleased with the overall performance. Um, yeah, I think the race obviously changed complexion pretty quickly there before before it even began with you know. You know, what looked to be the natural leader of the race being scratched. So, um, yeah, I felt it sort of just became a bit of a messy race there throughout certain stages. And, um, yeah, that certainly just sort of wasn't able to find the rhythm that we sort of would have liked with him. Um, you know, from that, I don't think he's able to be as effective late. Um, yeah, maybe the 2,000 metres on this testing track sort of does see him out that little bit at this point in his career. Um, mainly the, the heavy track, whilst he's performed at Ram, it just felt probably a bit more testing for him today and it sort of took away a bit of his brilliance. So, um, look, overall, all. Still very happy with the horse, he's honest. Um, thought he sort of finished off well considering the circumstances. So uh, he's going to drop back to the mile, fresh him up for the Doncaster, and you know, hopefully he's um, you know, able to remain on target for that. Good horse, isn't he? Converged. They all just bugged into a gun yesterday, though. Yeah, uh, isn't this a proper race? This could be one of the best races we've seen in years. Um, Animo, very elegant. Zaki, Douay, Montefilia. Think it over. You could go down the list there. It's going to be a perler. I think uh, Hitotsu trial into the, the derby, we, we think, something like that. Uh, the All-Star Mile, $5 million up for grabs at Flemington yesterday, and uh, we know that Zaki has always been a class act, and he showed it again yesterday. He did, and we keep talking about it. It's racing style. Just whack yourself up there on the speed, relax, slow the speed up mid-race, and the race is all over. He is an absolute beauty. He looks a, uh, just makes his own luck and wins more often than not with that winning strike rate. I, I liked how he raced a lot more tractable yesterday, Ronnie. He sort of like, I, I know he, it's probably when he's getting tired, races fresh and he gets a little bit tired, he starts sort of doing things wrong in the straight, but I just loved how he was so tractable yesterday and chased the line solid. Well, he relaxed better. Sometimes he just fights, yeah. but yesterday he'd come back to, you know, 14 to the full yeah. there it looked like, but uh, he's right on target, that other horse. Uh, I'm thunderstruck. You, you watch him when he gets to the Doncaster Mile. He's, he's ready for a peak performance. A couple of big horses coming back to the championships out of that race. Uh, the George Ryder Stakes, what about, about this man? What do you say? Well, we know we lost Mwanga 24 hours earlier, but it might have mattered. Forbidden love in amazing form at the moment. Yeah, what a month she's had. Um, uh, a group two and two group ones have just, well, they've fallen into a lap. Uh, she was up to 1,500 again yesterday. And, uh, well, we keep talking about rides. This is a beautiful ride. He, he knew, it, Bowman knew he wasn't, this wasn't 1,300. It was 1,500. We, we expected him to be aggressive, you know, get behind the leader, but things didn't work out that way. So I'm going to just ride her that length back further and cuddle her as long as I, uh, I need to. And it's certainly paid uh, a dividend. She She's flying. Colette was much better. Much better from Law, Law of Indices with another one who's been messy in the yard, but he wasn't yesterday. So if he continues to um, parade like that, he's, he's a sleeper in, in one of these races as well. And um, He was just uh, very fresh there yesterday, private eye. I, don't, uh, I think maybe there's a little excuse for him, but what a job this mayor's done. Yeah, private eye, I do think prefers to come round horses, gather up momentum. I think he's more of a momentum horse, but... Um, Forbidden love, like she's just the ultimate professional. Like yesterday, come back. I just love when Huey 
popped off the leader's back and exposed to how she snagged onto the bridle and just really wanted to rally up and be there. So, great ride. Put her through a sales ring at the moment. I had to see what she'd make, Ronnie. Mm. Yeah, a meal like that. Yeah, there'd be, yeah, be plenty of um, hands going up. I'm going to get a syndicate to go for her. Good luck with that. Let's hear from uh, the winners after the George Ryder. She's an absolute gem. Um, obviously, she's, she's relishing these soft tracks, but like I said before the race, she's not just a wet tracker. And, um, you know, when you get these mares in form and they can really string these runs together, it's, it's, it's really um, satisfying as much as anything. She got into a lovely spot sitting fifth with an ice trail and you could see Huey just holding it together for as long as he could. Yeah, well, I think, you know, we discussed before the race that, you know, there might be a bit of pressure up front, even though it didn't maybe look so on paper. I, th I think that there was probably a few there that wanted to make sure that she didn't get her own way in front, but it probably just adds another string to her bow that she can be ridden, you know, just off the speed. So, you know, with the view to maybe looking at a Doncaster in two weeks' time with, with 50 kilos on her back, um, it was nice to see her be able to sort of just take a sit and, and still have that you know, great turn of foot. Well, the 1500 seemed no problem. The mile wouldn't be out of the question. Yeah, well, she's only had the two goes so far. She, she ran third in the Empire Rose as a three-year-old in Melbourne. Um, and she ran in the Doncaster last year, and I thought she ran terrific. And she's probably in better form now than she was back then. So, you know, we'll see how she pulls up. What a ripping mare she's been. So a surround, a Canterbury Stakes, and now a George Wright. Yeah, and maybe an Everest in the spring. I keep pitching up for us. <laughs> what do they say? Give her a slot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if, if she got the right sort of conditions, which she can do at that time of year, I wouldn't say it's out of... <laughs> He's a beautiful man. Beautiful man. I wouldn't say it's out of the question. Well, it was pretty straightforward. I didn't really expect as much pressure in the early stages that eventuated, uh, but that did suit me. I was more than happy to take a sit in behind the pace, and uh, she's a mare in superb form. Um, Richard and Michael have managed her just amazingly, and, and she does enjoy the wet track, so she's, she's been one of the lucky recipients of all this rain that's been around, and she's racing. She doesn't need the rain to perform, but she certainly... Uh, comes to her best when it's around. Jay Ford, Banker's Choice. Yeah, look, ran a really good race. Obviously, at Wait for Age, he's going to be suited back to handicap conditions, but he closed off well. Regan Baylor's Private Eye. Yeah, it was just a very slowly run race, um, and the leader sort of quickened from the top of the straight, and my bloke took a little bit to balance up, but he was still good through the line. Ashra Wheeler, Dallas Arm. I thought the horse went good. He, he didn't uh, have any luck from that barrier. We sort of missed our spot going to the first turn, and um, he wasn't that great in the ground either. I thought his run was good. 50 kilos on her back, an undeniable player for Big yeah, Money Doncaster. dodged the penalties, hasn't she? So she's, um, she's right there. OK, Convergent, I'm Thunderstruck, $7. It's a very strong line-up there, the all-in market with the tab for the Group 1 Doncaster Mile. Of all the stories at Rosewood Gardens yesterday, this might just be the, uh, the winner. Shelby, 66. It's a ridiculous story where this horse has come from. The money came for him yesterday as well. Ronnie and he is a galaxy winner now. Well, we're slow learners. <laughs> we're very slow learners. Uh, this uh, has to arrive, you know, probably the high, one of the highlights of the day, if not the yeah, highlight of the day. And, and even the jockey, Robbie Dolan, like he's in the Profondo story. And then all of a sudden he, he gets to the races there yesterday. He's had two rides at 52 and he, he arrives on both of them. He beats his old, he beats his old boss here. It's, everything's just happened in, in, in one day for him. The swings and roundabouts of racing. <laughs> the highs and lows. Uh, look at this horse, and it's a lovely ride. He just loves it. Wet. I'm just trying to work out a program to get to this Everest. He's got to have nine runs leading in. It's some sort of training performance, though. You know, like I know Danny Williams knows the horse back to front. He's obviously got bad feet, and whilst ever these wet tracks are around, I'm sure Shelby will be running. But it is a, it's a super effort. To, 
to have him creeping like he has. They didn't give him enough rating points when he ran, ran <laughs> behind Eduardo. They, they, they went light on him. They went very side. light on him. Um, we think about, you know, the, there's always a great story when a country horse wins a Group 1. And, and in New South Wales, it's in Melbourne, it's a different geography there. Obviously, you've got the, you know, the Darren Weir train in the bush and the William set up and the old George Hanlon set up. But in Sydney, it's not as easy. And I was writing down names last night. Take over Target. He's the, probably the yeah, biggest, biggest name, name of the country horses. And there was Rising Prince and the Sniper's Bullet, Mr Innocent, Spanish Minx, Lightning Ben. There's not many of them. Gold Circle, Tolmax. Uh, maybe Marimbula Bay and Single Gaze. Yeah. There's probably a few more, but there's not many no. over, the, over the last 20 or 30 years. No, unreal. Unreal performance by Shelby 66. Everyone loves him. Not many more than this man, winning trainer Danny Williams. Actually, it's like a dream. I mean, I, like, who could have believed that? Yeah. I mean, five weeks ago, we got beat here in a country race, you know, like... And we've won a Group One race, just incredible. We were going to Scone tomorrow, so <laughs> he would he may have been hard to beat there. The highway horses and the country horses are pretty tough. Yeah. So <laughs> and you're the first highway winner to win a Group One. You think right? they're not a bad <laughs> inception that race? Well, as I said, the highways are pretty strong, Gavin. So, <laughs> mate, how is it? I mean, you're a boy from Canamble. You did amateur riding. You've been around horses a long, long time, and you've got to the pinnacle now. It's incredible. I, you know, I, my dad was a jockey, and 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 you know, I aspired to him, and and um, I just love racing, and to win a Group One race is just incredible. Just being into the industry and and reaching the top in a Group One race. You've had a lot of success, so there's been a lot of low points, Danny, but this. You know, would obviously take the cake in terms of the euphoria, your best day on the track. Uh, Gavin, I just can't believe the, the, the rise of this horse in the last four weeks. I mean, who could? Uh, I think the biggest enjoyment for me is seeing the transition of the horse and the people that have followed him. And and uh, it's it's been incredible because it's, uh, you know, we've come from a very tough period a couple of years ago with the death of hot and hazy and and to see the people that love this horse it's it's i think it's good for racing it's been fantastic shelby 66 get him in the everest <laughs> he's uh he's a superstar you know he's um, a party boy danny williams what a training performance that was and you know racing racing is comes in roundabouts you have to just take it on the chin and you know pick yourself up off the ground a lot of people were abusing me the other day after that horse but look I, I'm afraid I'm going to swear on TV. <laughs> Stuff happens, you know. Yeah. You just have to go on with it. Um, just great, to, very grateful, for, you know, to get on this horse today. I, we rang Danny as soon as he crossed the line in the Morris McCartney today to try to get on him. And, you know, Danny gave me a, my first couple of winners in Australia. Um, I used to ride from a lot down in Goldburn and stuff, and uh, he's always been a great supporter of mine. So, unbelievable training performance. Josh Poppy Parade. Oh man, uh, that's that's hard to cop. I must say, I was so confident going into today. We landed in a fantastic position. Uh, I thought I'd done enough. I fought off uh, in the Congo, and damn it, he's, he's done very well, and um, he's in for a great race. Jay Ford, Bellucci, babe. Yeah, she's on a great race. Tim Clark, overpass. Yeah, he was a bit. He was a shade unlucky. Just sort of um, had to change course a couple of times up the straight, but horse is in terrific form. Jay's McDonald, Brooklyn Hustle. I think if she drew a gate, she'd have won. Linda Meach. Yeah, um, she was okay without winning. Jason Collett. Uh, start proved a bit costly, a bit anxious in there. Brock Ryan. Really good run. Riding for luck today, but nothing eventuated. Rachel King. Uh, good run from a tough barrier. Karen McAvoy. Um, she just struggled in the ground. She never really 
half around the corner. She she wasn't really travelling great, and yeah, the ground was just against her there today. We going out of Goulburn a couple of years ago, Ron to do a championship story with Danny, and he was at a time I you know, had my falls. I don't know if I really want to do this. Yeah. Uh, I want you know, thoroughbred consultancy. I might go, you know, do different things. And he was a great amateur jockey. I remember yeah. going. I remember going to them picnic meetings um, when I was a kid, and he was one of the best. He was one of the best. Undenied and a bit disillusioned. Only made, he's only made one mistake. Now, why did he geld that horse? <laughs> He'd have all those beautiful mares all lined up to go to him. Oh, he might. We might even get him to Royal Ascot. Let's get the campaign going, why not? <laughs> Go to a break on the Thoroughbred Weekly and more to come. Welcome back to Staying Race on the day yesterday, the Mannion Cup, but uh, the Queen's Cup uh, for yesterday, and uh, Ron Zyrak started favourite here. Yeah, but probably a forgive, he's still early in his prep and um, there's a bit more pressure here, but... Jeez, uh, from someone that's uh, been backing no compromise when he's been back with the cap catchers, it's uh, a little bit hard to swallow. Oh, I had a little savour on him yesterday. So, look, I, you have to give it a Jay because he's experienced. When that horse jumps yeah. so well, I thought, oh, well, he's going to get one out and two back here. And then something kicked up underneath and he made the decision to go forward. Yeah, well, he, well, he had to. Like, he was three deep going past the post first time, so he worked around, sat outside the lead. But it was a big win because, it, you know, I'm not saying he went hard, but he, he went solid. They went solid the whole way, and he stuck on really, really well. Obviously, the stable mate runs super, or the two stable mates run super. Um, but yeah, taking nothing away from the winner. No, it looks good Sydney Cup form. Yep. Very good Sydney Cup form. First four across the line, well, first four, five across the line, I can say, but all have good chances in the Sydney Cup and ticking along beautifully. He was that horse that was coming through the benchmarks. That remember Charlie saying, yep. Chris saying. Yeah, he could be that. He could easily be that Sydney Cup horse, and he's going to be. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The, the, the whole lot of that pack there, and he's got good improvement, surefire. If he, if he can even go the same or even better on a drier track, he could be well be the one. There's the market. Spanish Mission $8, no compromise, surefire at $9. Still a bit to play out for the Group 1 Sydney Cup, but yesterday uh, might be a little bit of a, certainly a form guide for that race. We had the Group 3 opponent stakes for the girls, and uh, Lelude was the favourite here, but a big day for Teresa Bader. Uh, what what a mare this is for the stable. She's just been fantastic. And uh, another one on the back up yesterday. Uh, good ride, obviously, by Rachel, who, you know, she, she just backed up from the Sunday to the Saturday in testing conditions. It was a winnable race for her. Beautiful piece of placement, and away she goes. Um, don't know how strong the race was. Um, Nerve Not Verve was okay. Felt the rush just wants an, uh, another, uh, two another, you know, 2,000 metres. It's a real grinding stay. Bedford Square is ready to win the right race. Lulu just a little bit flat there, but uh, a really good mare. Thoughts on that race at all, Corey? Oh, I, I was a little disappointed with Lulu, but I think the wind start before may have taken a bit of wind out of her sails. May have been a little bit flat on the run, but I just yeah. thought she when she rolled to the front, top in the straight, she's probably there a little bit early. I know she led the start before, but um. But yeah, I was just a little disappointed. Okay, now, late in the day we had the Group 3 birthday card and um, uh, Animo must have gone back to the boxes and said this is how you do it and Emanate was watching and she was very good. Yeah, beautifully set up I must say. Um, she was third up, ready for the 1200, put into a beautiful uh, spot. He's riding very well, yeah. Sam Clipperton. Um, he, and riding light too. And you know, he seems to, one of these jockeys when he rides light, he can ride better. Yep. Um, so he, 
she was just primed and in the zone for the day. A bit better for Marjorie. A couple to follow here. Yeah. Steinem, she's a mile. I sat wide, no cover. Very, very good for something further. And I'm, I'm all over when she comes back in class. The horse called has to be good. Okay. Good, uh, good group of mares there, Corey. And, uh, but the, the winner was outstanding. Yeah, I'll tell you one to watch is down in the weights, uh, number 13, Nikki's flying. Yeah, yeah. Have a look at it. It should have nearly finished a clear second. Would never have beat the winner, but it got strung up. Cathy O'Hara had no luck on it whatsoever. If it had got any clear running from the 200 home, it would have run a clear second, I reckon. Okay, a few to stick with there. Out of the birthday card, a break on Thoroughbred Weekly. Much more to look at on the other side. Welcome back, good three-year-olds in the Derby Munro, the Sprinters, and who knows, Triple Crown might have just found a replacement for Redzel. Big call, I know, but he goes well, this fellow Mazu. Yeah, no argument. Um, he's a beauty. We're gonna, he, he's a real sprinter for the next three or four years. Um, Touchwood staying sound because he's turned, he's turned it right around as a gelding. He's got a lovely racing style. Sam gets on with him well. He's gone bang. He's gone bang, 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 hasn't he? He's um, probably goes to an arrow field now and then we can concentrate for the who knows what's going to happen in the spring and he next year could well be his year because he's a real prospect and might, who knows he might be a straight break horse he's a beauty back in earlier six weeks between runs probably not suited she's a nice filly spinova uh, lacks a bit of experience but she picks up a bit of black type there did you make it with corey uh i like the run of the second horse didn't have a lot of luck with nash um trap wide I just thought he run well. I think he's he's in for a decent sort of preparation. Uh, taking nothing away from the winner, though, I think he's pretty special. I just love the way he paraded as well. Like he's his first couple that I've seen him, he got a little bit hot in the yard, not bad. But um, yesterday he's just super relaxed and just wandered around like an old timer. He's he's really put it together now. He's the package. He drifted a touch, didn't he? Really? He just sort of got out a little bit late in the market. He did. Yes, he did. So, yeah. So. He's good. Can't wait to see him again. Uh, here is Akiri. We're open the day with the midway. And Lee and Cherie Curtis, they always have a pretty handy one in the yard. And this girl goes well. She does. She's always had talents uh, uh, all the way through. I've liked her. She's, she did a good job here. Um, again, inside. Barry, a real day for inside draws. And Barry's one and two here again. Uh, so she, she's on her way. She's early in a prep. She looks like she'll... She'll run 2,000 metres, uh, so she'll probably be given an opportunity to, you know, throw it into the deep end and see if she can react to it. So, um, look, typical midway here, you can't say too much about Mahog mahogany down yeah, the outside. David Payne's horse, yeah, getting home. Not a place to be working home down no, the outside, no. keep an eye on him. I think a highly desired figure in the stewards' reports there a bit, it yeah. doesn't quite go. Yeah. Thoroughbred Weekly, a break, and back with more. Petronius, the leader. Miss Ciccone goes up to challenge. Then contributing factor, our cousin Al. Never talk goes back to the inside, as does May Rose. Sammy coming down the outside with Crystal Breeze. And also Papali. Never talk got up on the inside. Went to the lead. May Rose tracked it through. Wider Miss Ciccone contributing factor. Crystal Breeze. Papali runs on, but never talk. Never talk. Dashed away and never talk. Wins over either May Rose, Papali or contributing factor. They rolled off the fence and presented with a lovely run but she still had to do it and she put them away well. You thought she'd be up a little bit closer over the 1400 metres and she was. She got into a lovely spot from the draw. Yeah she began well, just drifted back into a nice spot. Um, tempo was just even so it was a nice setup for her. Didn't have to spend a penny but then she she had the right form to come into this sort of race and 
to be fair, she probably had a bit on them. Uh, so even uh, even aided by a nice nice run in the race, she was just far too good. I think Jason will agree that you know the splits come and the other horse just sort of got first run on her, but she was strong to the line. She's just working through a grade so well, isn't she? She takes that next step every time. Yeah, as far as I know, the first two go through the final, so we'll get, get a get a gate, hopefully get a gate and cart into it, and hopefully reverse the placings. We had the winners back and. Um, four or five back fence. I don't think the heavens would open, but they did. Uh, so they obviously followed her through. Look, she was probably stronger than us on the line, but look, our, our filly's first time at the 1400. She is only a three-year-old filly too, so happy with that. Well, there's your tab market for the Polytrack Provincial Midway Championship final and a nice group of horses there when they get together there. Well, all the right horses, seem, all the favourites seem to be winning and running second, so it's gathering a pretty competitive field there. Obviously, Chris is pretty strong with Never Talk and obviously Rustic Steel was impressive and he's got other qualifiers. Kinlock was good, so he's got, you know, four, at least four, I think, in there already. Yeah, no, nice group of horses, uh, that is for sure and certain. Getting uh, towards the pointy end with uh, these country championship races, of course, and we have a wild card race at Scones today, late in the day, and it's going to be a, a ripper and well, ed edits near the top of the market. We'll see for the final, but he... Has to get the business done here first. Yeah. He's three forty. Mm, it's a strong heat, isn't it? It always is the scone one. So the, this is the uh, the wild card. Yeah. Clutching at straws now. Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> not many more chances left. Yeah, an OK form. Horses have come through this, and clearly, um, Noble Boy might have. Um, yep, it's been a strong heat in the past. That's for sure and certain. And uh, I think one of a, well, there's a, a final market as well there. But um, yeah, it's a great concept, and uh, it'll all come to a head at uh, at Randwick in the near future. Um, is that the show, guys? I look at my rundown. It's sort of, it's, it's finished. We could have had more to do, but anyway, we're finished under time too. Yeah. That, nice. Oh well. Uh, plenty, plenty to do there. We've heard the whip cracking now a few times. A lot to look forward to coming yeah. up. I mean, slip it out yesterday, but it only gets better. Rose Hill again next week, then into the championships. Bring it on. Bring it on. Great racing. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. That's uh, Thoroughbred Weekly. Thanks for your company. We'll see you next Sunday morning. Have a great weekend.